0: Welcome to the Family Connections podcast, where we are connecting parents and families to God, each other, and the church.
1: Well, we are so glad that you are joining us here for this episode of our Family Connections podcast. Uh, My name is Ben, and I work with middle school students here at Cornerstone Bible Church, and here I'm joined with Melanie Smith here, and what, Melanie, what is your official title?
0: (laughs) I'm the early childhood director. The early childhood, as, as opposed to the late childhood. <laughs> right. Th- right, so I have birth through kindergarten.
1: Awesome, awesome. And Melanie, just for reference, how long have you been working with children?
0: Since the mid-80s, so, so long time.
1: <laughs> so you've got experience, more so than me, as far as middle school goes. But I've been working with middle school students Youth ministry in general for around 10 years, 10, 11 years, I give or take a year and a half, you know, middle school, <laughs> pastor math, right? Yeah, that's how we do. So anyway, today we are diving into this, This I think, a really important topic that's the more we get further into the 2020 decade, I think the more pressing this topic is going to become. And It's this idea and this hope and longing that us as parents who love Jesus have to have our kids love the church.
0: Absolutely, and you know Ben, I see that in you and your wife Janelle every week because your kids are so excited to be here, and get the enthusiasm in your family. Hold on, is let me get this five dollar bill out. this slide that the Okay, nice. there we go. Thank um, you.
1: No, thank you. But that's partially that's a big part too. What mm-hmm. you do on Sunday mornings, particularly with Brielle, so. Like Melanie was saying, like we have my wife, Janelle, and I have two kids. we have a four a four I almost said five, but four she acts <laughs> she like she 's like five, five okay yeah. four year old in Brielle and a two year old in addison and every sunday brielle 's in promisely for our early childhood stuff, and she loves it and she comes home all the time. With so many new songs, stories, all that stuff, and same with Awanda too, and you nice. know what's great is her sister's even excited about yeah. <laughs> it. So it's not just isolated like it's just mine. We have two kids that want to do this stuff, which is great. And uh, you know, I'm hoping it doesn't end. I'm hoping that yeah. Jesus doing the work because if it's me, then man, it's probably not rooted in anything that's a uh, long term. But i I want to I want to dive into that because that's something I long for. My kids and I don't think I'm the only parent that no, longs for not. that.
0: No, in fact, I my I have 3 kids and they're all young adults right now. My youngest is a sophomore in college. So we've been through all of that, the 2 and 4-year-old stretch we got. <laughs> we've done all that and it is amazing to see when your cho- children really fall in love with God and put Jesus first. It just transcends their it, everything. Oh, and absolutely. It helps with everything. And especially, they're learning that here at church. Yeah, ab-
1: and absolutely, sure. and and that brings us right up to this topic. You know, h- helping kids love the church. And Dr. Danny Hilton, I went to a conference, Thrive Conference, and um mm-hmm. and, and they do a Northern California one and the Southern California one. I went last year in 2019. I think we um and um I went in 2019, and he had this statistic that blew my mind yeah. that around 70% of Christian kids will not be involved yeah. in church by the end of their freshman year in college.
0: That is that is a wild statistic. Doesn't that blow it, your mind? It really does. And it's like, we have to do something. Right. <laughs> we feel like we have to do something. And like That's um, urgency crazy. 101
1: for me. When I mm-hmm. read that statistic, and that is not just kids in general, it's not a broad statement, but from his research, what he's done, it's Christian kids, people who... No Jesus. They won't be involved. And so mm-hmm. it brings us to back to this topic of what how do we get kids to love the church? And the first thing I think of is our experiences, my own experience growing up, what what it was like. And I want to throw that question mm-hmm. to you, to you, Melanie. Um, what was what was it like for you growing up in church? Did you like going to church? What did you like I about it? Loved what did it. you like? You I loved, loved it. I
0: loved going to church. And that's probably a huge part of why I'm in ministry for life. Um, I loved it. When we came, we came every week. People knew my name. I mean, the senior pastor knew my name. Everybody knew, and we knew them. We spent time together with other families in our church as well. Um, It was fun. I remember Sunday school being so much fun. I couldn't wait to get there, like Brielle, (laughs) like your daughter. Um, And it was great. I felt cared for. If I was sick or gone, people noticed and would ask. It was just a real strong community, And I have vivid memory of, I was probably six or seven, quite Mm -hmm. young, going forward. Back in the day, we actually came forward and knelt in front of the church. And my children's minister came down. Both of my parents were serving at the time, so they couldn't pray with me. She came down, walked down the aisle, and put her arm around my shoulder and prayed with me to receive Christ as my Savior. That's awesome. And. I will never forget that. I don't know the exact date, but I will never forget that experience. It's burned into my brain, and it's amazing And that's me.
1: that's when you were seven? Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's awesome.
0: Just about seven. Yep. That's
1: that's awesome. And see, it's so interesting because we have different backgrounds in that. Like, mm-hmm. I grew up going to church, but I wouldn't say I loved the church. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was involved in the church because what can I get out of it? What fun thing are we going to do? But it wasn't a place for me where mm-hmm. – uh, where I wanted to go. And it wasn't necessarily anything that the church did mm-hmm. that that made me feel that way. Um, but I became a Christian when I was in eighth grade going into my freshman year of high school, you know, in the ninth grade. That's when I actually started going to a Christian church and I ended up accepting Jesus into my life, and so for me, my experience as a child growing up, like, man, I was all over the spectrum to where my my, uh, early childhood to elementary years, church, yeah, okay, we go, but it's not something that's important, um, to when I became a Christian um, going into high school, man, this is like a huge, vital part of my walk, and that came from other people, um, my youth pastor, youth leaders in my life encouraging me and, and walking with me through through the highs and the lows yeah. of it all, absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, we both work with parents, and we have mm-hmm. different age, bracket, age brackets, and you've, like you've mentioned, you have children in young adulthood, you, so you've walked the walk, mm-hmm. um, as well as working with uh, younger children. Uh, I want to ask you this question, Melanie. How do we get kids to become passionate about the church? And it's not just, you know, ex- not just, like, go to the church, not just mm-hmm. going, but to be excited, to love, to have that energy about the church.
0: Okay. Well, that's definitely our goal and what we're always seeking to do Um, with families in general. We want parents to be excited about coming too. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the, well, two of the things on our end here at the church, we want kids to feel safe and loved. And especially we're talking about the really young ones, like in the nursery and um, even in preschool. We want them to feel safe and loved here. So what parents can do to help with that is to be confident and upbeat about bringing their kids to church. It's so easy for us sometimes as parents to let our own insecurities get in the way mm. and think, well, what if what if she doesn't like it or what if, you know, nobody's friendly to him or what if they cry or whatever. We need to kind of put those aside and be confident in this is a good place for them. They need to see us loving to come. We need to have a good attitude about being here. We and when you bring your children and you check them into their various groups or they the older ones go on their own you're showing them this is important and when you go to your own group too at the church it's a you know it's a win-win because they're seeing that you feel safe and loved here and we we're doing our best here at the church on our end to make the kids feel that way too um then also it's really important that your kids have community hmm. And that you as families have community. Those are two things that are really important. It's great when you come on Sunday mornings because your kids have the opportunity to make friends with other believers. Or, well, they will be believers eventually in my department. Um, and they also get to see you as parents interacting with other parents.
1: Can I, can I interject sure. real quickly? Because that community, I love that aspect. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we know That the church is greater than the building, but we only limit Mm, it to when we're at the building to having that community and not just community with Mm -hmm. others inside of the church, but like Sunday afternoon, Mm -hmm. Monday, sometime during the week, that community needs to exist and our kids Mm -hmm. need to see that Mm -hmm. so they understand this this idea this this belief that we have that the church is not just a building we go to it's the body of believers that absolutely. Jesus Christ is our, our lord and savior of right mm-hmm. so- absolutely
0: in fact when you're as you say that one of the things that parents can do to help with that and you're right it needs to be more than just sunday mornings but when you have your children in any program here if you pick them up as soon as the service is over and take them with you to fellowship and socialize with other mm. families They are seeing how important this is, and they're making that connection in a in a very visible way. Just a practical way of doing that. And
1: that is so true. She brought that up. So you know, me being on church staff, I'm at all services. (laughs) Thankfully, my (laughs) wife is not required to be at all services, Mm -hmm. but she usually comes to our middle nine thirty service that we have, and she has exact. (laughs) that's what you're talking about is mm-hmm. after church she's picking up brielle she's picking up mm-hmm. addison and they're running around the grass field with nothing in it just kids running around <laughs> they playing have so <laughs> but that's but that's community isn't mm-hmm. it? it that's exactly is. what you're talking mm-hmm. about that's the community that we long for because mom and my mom janelle here in that case is connecting with other parents and kids are seeing that they see that they're having connections with that they see that how their friends interact with their parents and, and it's a huge idea of community coming into reality absolutely yeah and so what can we do as parents i, I want to throw you this I question love. to mm-hmm. you now melanie yeah. and I, I i may have a take here but i will i'm really curious to what you have to say because you've not only are working with children for a number of years in ministry mm-hmm. but You've walked the walk as a parent from child, early childhood to young adult. What what can parents do? What can we do that's not just bringing our kids to church, but mm-hmm. what can we do uh, at home, outside of church, to to help encourage the, um, a positive attitude uh, and a love and a passion for church?
0: Well, I think a lot of that comes from us having the love and the passion for church, mm-hmm. and it might look different in different families because different, you know, different schedules, different likes, whatever. Um, but yeah, we if we love Jesus, if we really love him, and we're studying his word, we're reading his word, we're talking about his word, we're excited about Sunday mornings, and Tuesday nights and our you know small group fellowships during the week, all of those things, we're modeling for them what it means. And I think the main issue, and it is sad when you think about how many kids end up not being a part of a church family as adults but i wonder how many of them actually knew him as their savior Hmm. when they were children and youth and even into young adulthood we need to show them that we are we have a relationship with christ and if we love people and and are showing the attributes of god in our life They will catch that. We want them to just fall passionately in love with Jesus. And it's more than just a one-time thing. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. It's more an attitude of our life. Mm. We worship God. We love him. You know, we, you can all come together. And one of the things that uh, Mike Medeiros has told us about, reminded us about the importance of family mealtimes together, that would apply to times of talking about church um, what they learned, everybody learned something if they came, whenever they came, um, and, and just doing that. And I do think that our, our attitude towards church and towards mainly towards God, but when kids are really little, they kind of associate the two together. As they get older, they, you know, understand we need to be authentic and real in our own Mm -hmm. relationship to Christ. And I think parents want to be perfect and to be fair, I think parents get too much credit when their kids do really well, and probably too much blame when their kids mm. don't do as well. Yeah, because kids have free will just like we do, and they're going to choose what they want. So it's uh, a, it's incumbent on us to do the best we can to model Christ. I'm to them. so
1: gr- I'm so glad you brought that up. This idea of kids having free mm-hmm. will—they do they get the, the end of the, at the end of the day, it's their choice, and it's mm-hmm. not a fail or pass for That's a right. parent if whether a child when they grow up chooses one or the other. That's right. But we're called as parents to be, mm-hmm. uh, to be disciples in the home mm-hmm. and to, to be the best stewards the best of that we, can. Uh, that we can of of, of loving mm-hmm. Jesus of loving them the way Jesus loves us, mm-hmm. and that's including like we were talking about attitudes. I call them habitudes. Yeah. I love um, your words. Yeah, if, yeah. <laughs> Jen I, comes up pe- pe- with
0: great words. <laughs> uh,
1: apparently, I have a spiritual a gift, gift. <laughs> of like random right. words that have not existed before, but. Habitudes—it's not something I actually came up with. It's actually a book that was written, so somebody <laughs> else can take that credit. But I love the idea of not mm-hmm. just attitudes that come into action, and like you were talking about, Melanie, of at the home, you know, the way I talk about church and mm-hmm. the way that I, you know that I, um, the way that I treat church as when I'm getting in the car to go mm-hmm. or when I'm leaving, or you know, like the the words that I use when I'm talking to Janelle. Or when we talk to our husbands or wives, when we're talking about church, it's not like our kids aren't listening.
0: They're always Especially listening. Especially if it's in the car. Yeah, they're Especially always listening. Especially if you're trying to have them not listen. Right. That's when they're really listening. Yeah, they're listening.
1: They're hearing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we need to be conscientious of that. But we also, I think for me, like one thing that we can do, and I want to close with this question and throw it to you, is one thing we can do is actually bring church home. So one of the ways that we do that is we talk about Scripture at home. So it's not just leave it to the experts, mm-hmm. leave it to the church leaders to raise my kid, and you know that they'll take care of that. But becoming an active part in that. Mm-hmm. So for me, like I, it's sometimes just asking my daughter every night we do this, um, what's one thing you can thank God for? It's very simple, mm-hmm. but it's one of those ideas that's also that we're implementing into her and and, and showing her that, you know, God is the reason why we have Mm -hmm. a bed to sleep in and why we have food on the table and why we were able to go do something fun today. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing that we do also is sometimes we will play, I play guitar. Sometimes we'll just play music, you know, and they (laughs) like playing, they like singing the songs they sing on Sunday school. So I'll learn like (laughs) just four or five chords from a song that they heard at Sunday school or at Iwana or at church, wherever, and, and I'll play it and they dance around they sing <laughs> but that isn't that bringing worship into the home absolutely i mean that's absolutely. that's what we're supposed to be doing if it, having your home kind of become church in some mm-hmm. regards mm-hmm. not it is it's a huge 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 deal for if, we, if we're going to have an attitude and a lifestyle that's reflective of following jesus but i want to throw absolutely. that question to you as a follow, as a closing question like what's one thing a parent can do this week like okay. it's something that's this you week. know it's not you don't need this huge like big study guide or anything like that. But what's (laughs) one thing that a parent could do?
0: Okay. One thing that parents could do this week would be great. If we, we know we need to pray with Mm. our kids. We need to pray together as a family more than just thank you for the food. Let's eat. (laughs) You know, we need to pray with them as a family. Yeah, And if we could pray and thank God for, like you were saying, thank God for specific things. Thank him for our church Thank him for the ability that we have to worship him and learn about him and um, show how much we love him. Like maybe Saturday night before when you're getting ready for Sunday morning, make a big deal about it or anytime, anytime really. But to be thankful and like you were saying, to pray for things specifically, thank God for things. Hmm. Um, I think that would set our attitude in the right place to show Christ's love.
1: Yeah, and you know this. I say this as a parent, and I think you're saying this still yeah. as a as a parent of young oh, adults yeah. and working you never, with you children. Never stop. Yeah, you, <laughs> you never, never stop. <laughs> but I say this as a work in progress too. Like I don't have everything figured out, and I don't think I ever will. But it's a it's an ever growing desire for me to grow as a parent in Jesus, so I can disciple my kids Absolutely. in Jesus.
0: And to tell you the truth, they may not remember specific right. things that you've done. In, you know, the, I mean, they'll remember the general times. They may not remember mm-hmm. a specific thing, but they will catch the attitude and the yes. feeling that you have, and the reverence that you have for God, and how joyful your friendship with
1: Him is. And that's why consistency. Mm-hmm. I just a final thought for here. Consistency is key, what you're saying. Absolutely. They may not remember that specific moment right. on whatever day of Monday afternoon right. that you did this, <laughs> but if it's a pattern of your family identity, family life, what you do, yes. that's what's going to catch on in the long run. Um, so yeah, this is perfect. this is great stuff. We could talk for hours <laughs> on this because we both love the church, so we it's do. easy for we love, for, kids and we love, we love Jesus, we love the church, we love our okay. family, so mm-hmm. it's easy for us to talk about. But we're gonna have many more co- podcasts down the road <laughs> that we'll be able to talk about stuff like this. And my hope and prayer for you all today is that you were able to take something and maybe start a discussion with your family, with your spouse, with your kids about what it looks like to love church, maybe implementing something, maybe coming up with something that we even talk Absolutely. about. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, please, you can, um, please thank you so much for listening. Please share this. And um, we just hope that you continue to listen. We hope that you continue to give us feedback as well as we keep on rolling down this train of a podcast. Thank you, Melanie, for so much for <laughs> joining us. My pleasure. And I hope you all have a great day. Thank you for
0: listening to this episode today. Family Connections podcast is hosted by the family ministry team of Cornerstone Bible Church. For resources and more information about the church, please go to cbcglendora.org. We would love to connect with you. Here are a couple of ways. Subscribe to Family Connections. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Interact with episode topics, ask questions, and share ideas on our site, familyconnections.buzzsprout.com. Do you like what you hear? Please leave a review. We look forward to being with you next time on the Family Connections podcast.